Welcome to SageCast, the podcast of Pomona College. I'm Patty Vest. And I'm Mark Wood. This season on SageCast, we're discussing mentoring stories with one of students, professors, coaches, and staff who work closely together in the classroom, in the lab, and in the field. Today, we're talking with Megan Quo, class of 20, a neuroscience major and captain of the Pomona Pitzer women's soccer team, and Jen Scanlon, head coach of the Pomona Pitzer women's soccer team and interim athletic director. Welcome, Megan and, and Jen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's great to have you with us. Um, so let's start with the thing that brought the two of you together, um, the game of soccer. Why do you, why do you love, what do you love so much about that game? What drew you into it and what do you love about it? Well, I've been doing it longer than Megan, so I'll start. <laughs> um, you know, I started playing soccer when I was five, actually. Uh, I grew up about 30 minutes from here in uh, Fullerton, uh, California. And my mom was my first soccer coach, which at that time was was a rarity, right, to have a, mm-hmm. have a female uh, coach and out there on the ASO fields in the late 70s. And uh, she and her friend, um, another mom, were literally the only women you'd see out there. Uh, coaching soccer. So at the time, I didn't realize the relevance of that, but now it's a pretty cool, you know, mm-hmm. story to say my mom was my first soccer coach. Um, so, and I played soccer because my brother did, right? Kind of a typical thing, right? Yeah. An older sibling doing mm-hmm. something, and and you want to be out there. So as soon as I could, I started playing, um, and did it. You know, quickly. You know, was was my favorite sport. I did lots of sports, but soccer was the one. And um, uh, played in college, and uh, when I finished college, you know, no real plans. This is this is relevant to you where you're at right now, Megan. Like, what am I going to do when I graduate? Um, and my college soccer coach um, offered me an opportunity to to uh, go and work with the club team. Uh, this was at McAllister College in Minnesota. Um, he was working in a club system and offered me an opportunity to uh, come and help him out. And you know, had had uh, the idea of of ending my soccer, you know, kind of part of my life was was scary right mm-hmm. and uh so it was just a, a good way to keep something that was my my uh kind of rock and my the thing in my life that had been so consistent for all those years mm-hmm. and just some some way to keep it going so the plan then wasn't to make my career out of it and my life out of it but uh it was just a way to kind of extend it a little bit longer since my playing days were were coming to a close as a senior um and a year or two into it that's when that's when uh it became clear that I wanted to do that for for good and uh, um, make that my career. So mm-hmm. I went to grad school and got a master's and you know, was coaching during that time and then uh, became a head coach at Kenyon College and uh, was there for three years and then the opportunity to come back closer to home and be at you know amazing uh, institution and just amazing athletic program at Pomona Pitzer um, and a faculty member here. You know, it's just too good to pass up. So I left Kenyon to, to come here and now I've been here uh, 17, I think it's my 17th year. Um, so, uh, you know, soccer is just, it's part of me. It's part of my blood. It's part of, you know, my, my day. And, you know, I am the interim athletic director now, but I'll tell anybody who asks that the best part of my day is when I can leave my office and, and go to the soccer field. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's my happy place. That's, uh, the place that just kind of brings it all back to, you know, to, to the essence for me. So that's awesome. Coach said a couple of things that really resonated with me. So I started when I was about eight. And it was because my dad wanted me to play (laughs) and, like, get me into a ton of activities. So at the time, I was doing, like, taekwondo and gymnastics and hip-hop dance. And so I was just doing a wide variety of activities. But I ended up playing for the same soccer club all throughout my entire experience. Um, Made the same best friends, had the same best friends throughout. 
Um, that's partly why I stayed was definitely the friendships that I made. And then and uh, having friends outside of high school and environment outside of high school was really key. Mm-hmm. Um, soccer also drew me because it definitely taught me competition. Like I was definitely a much shyer, more introverted person. And soccer definitely broke me out of my shell out of mm-hmm. like that was the sport and the thing that gave me my identity, which is really awesome. And um, so I knew I wanted to continue it coming into college. The most important thing for me was definitely my my education. So while looking at schools, um, soccer was important and I wanted to play. And so Pomona Pomona gave me the opportunity to do both. And that's Mm -hmm. why I came here. So you knew you wanted to play soccer, continue yes. to play soccer in yes. college. Talk to us a little bit about the the recruiting process when when you're in high school because you, you just mentioned education was a big part, right? Um, but right. also soccer was was on the table as well. Right, Talk right. to us a little bit about that process. So let's see. Started thinking about it sophomore year. I think I started coming to D camps pretty early, mm-hmm. um, mostly with smaller liberal arts schools. That's the kind of education that I wanted. I talked to my parents a lot about it because I'm the oldest sibling. And so, oh, speaking up, that was another thing that resonated with me is because I played soccer, all my siblings <laughs> started playing soccer. And there are a few of them under Megan. Yeah, there's three. <laughs> yeah. So, and the youngest one is nine years old right now. And she's she's the only one left still playing soccer right now. And <laughs> it's so fun when I get to go home and watch her play. Mm-hmm. Um, so returning back to the question, recruiting. So started around sophomore year, um, looking at liberal arts schools, reaching out to a bunch of them because I knew I could play at that level. And that's the kind of education that I wanted. I wanted a wide breadth of knowledge and I wanted a small academic setting mm-hmm. um, where you could have like intimate relationships with your professors and so on. Um, went to ID camps, talked to the coaches started doing overnight stays junior year. That spoke a lot because you met the girls or you met the people on the team. And that spoke a lot about the program, meaning the coaches in person spoke a lot about the specific specific programs. But ultimately it came down to, I wanted to be closer to home because I am an elder sibling of three and of three others and I wanted to be close to them and so they could come down to my games which they do get the opportunity to do a lot they're coming next weekend and the weekend after and for my senior (laughs) for my senior day in October um but the process was based for me it's always based on the relationships so Mm -hmm. talking to coach I came to I think two or three ID camps Mm -hmm. Um, meeting the players, that that's what solidified it for me. And mm-hmm. that's what's most important to me mm-hmm. as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that's really neat for me is, um, you know, a player comes and, you know, if they play four years, you have them, you know, through that span of time. But uh, in most cases, you, you're getting to know them as high schoolers, right? Mm-hmm. So the recruiting process starts um, quite early, especially right. for somebody who's a really high achieving athlete and wants to play it in uh, that sport in college. Um and the way that we're, you know, starting our recruiting process and, and developing a pool of, of talented student athlete prospects, um, you know, so you're getting to know them sometimes, you know, freshman, sophomore year, even. I think the first time I met you because I was on I was on a leave mm-hmm. um, was your junior year, mm-hmm. but um, I think you had already been in the loop. Yeah you know, for a while looking at Pomona. But, um, you know, so I've known Megan for a longer period of time than the three years she's been here, right? So um, just the opportunity to really see uh, how they grow even through the the process and figuring out. Because I remember talking with you and you were looking, you know, mostly at smaller liberal arts colleges, but you were looking at some still Division three, but larger university settings. And I remember talking to you about 
and trying to sell you on you know the opportunity to be at a place like this, mm-hmm, right? Where mm-hmm. where students are front and center, right. um, in terms of the classroom environment and the lab um, research environment, and um, you know obviously that struck a chord with you, yeah, you know, to, yeah, to, to put that kind of academic um, experience and um, or to have that kind of academic experience. Um, and I remember too the uh, I actually remember the first time seeing you play at uh, one of the ID camps, um, <laughs> and it was it was actually one of the strongest ID camps we've ever had because it, out of that came you and Bria. Um, Bria was at that was camp. That camp? I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> and uh, Christy Lee, who unfortunately oh, wow. she's had injury, so she hasn't been able to play. Um, you know, through her whole career, but the three of you were at that ID camp together and we pretty quickly, was like, this is a good group. Let's get on, Mm -hmm. let's Mm -hmm. get on that group. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, uh, you know, you end up coming to, to visit. And I remember that visit as well. Um, being, you guys were, so these are high school seniors who Mm -hmm. were here visiting in the fall of your senior year, Mm -hmm. um, you know, trying to make your decision. And we were playing CMS. Do you remember? Yes, I remember. (laughs) So we were playing at at CMS. um, Mm -hmm. And it was that same group plus Noel. Right, there. right. Yeah, yep. you guys were all there. So, you know, again, as, as high school seniors, and they're not even officially, you know, here yet, they haven't even gone mm-hmm. through the missions process, mm-hmm. but they're starting to get to know each other and mm-hmm. developing those contacts and be like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to come here together and play? Right, and, right. Um, you know, so it's pretty neat seeing that uh, that evolution of those relationships, yeah. you know, too. Yeah. Because you guys go back further than even the time when you yeah. step foot here as students, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, that's one of the, the neatest things for me in terms of these um you know, these uh, connections with, with the players is just the longevity you have in their life kind mm-hmm. of growth and development mm-hmm. um, and, and seeing that. And now you have somebody who is on the cusp of graduating, not to put you yeah. pressure, you <laughs> still have the whole year in yeah. front of you, you know, but I see, I see her, her, you know, kind of setting her sights out on, you know, what's next mm-hmm. and, and uh, trying to manage that and manage being the captain of the team and, you know, a major with, with a lot of, uh, expectations and requirements mm-hmm. and, um, not trying to stress you out, man. No, you no, no, going no. On even today. I think you're going off to an interview after this, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but that's part of the, the process of growth and, yeah. and your life, you know, um, your life, uh, challenges and, mm-hmm. and opportunities are ahead of you. Right. So, yeah. um, so those things are fun, right? You see them when sure. they're in high school, figure out, their life and making choices of where they're going to go to college and they end up here playing for us at Pomona Pitzer and then seeing what happens during their four years and then, you know, launching them on to, to great things. So, yeah. Um, let's move into sort of our overarching theme here, which is mentorship. Uh, how did, uh, your relationship evolve from there into sort of a mentor mentee relationship? I think yeah. at first it, my coaches have always been male and so it's never really been a mentorship in my experience it's always just been a coach and a player and so coming in I wasn't expecting anything different really because I had never known anything different Mm -hmm. but um coming in it was like coach and player but then as coach is special because she really focuses not just on soccer but the psychological and mental aspects of soccer and really helps us hone those aspects through, we do a lot of something called like hive workshops. And we do like my first year, we did this personality leadership test and we do many things outside of the classroom. We dedicate like our specific, some training time to Mm. um, like our, our behavior, the behavioral side of soccer and how we interact with each other and can develop ourselves as a team. We use human centered design Mm -hmm. workshops and everything. Mm -hmm. That has definitely transformed everyone's relationship with coach into a mentorship. 
not just me, but everyone. And so that is super valuable. And Coach has been there for all of us outside of soccer. I've come to her with problems with my friends and um, come to her with a lot of different things, especially with my academic load, everyone's academic load. Coach is the only one, and I've talked to all my other friends playing different sports, the only one who lets people out of practice early and lets people go to their labs, go to their interviews, go to their events. And so it's definitely a mentorship and it's not just a coach-player relationship. And that's also what I think makes our team so special. Like the only other team who maybe has that relationship, I know maybe a few on the women's side, but that's why we're so successful as a program as well. Yeah, and part of that is just figuring out what works, right? Like I've been able to, over time, find out uh, the way to be successful in terms of pushing the right buttons, but mm-hmm. also pulling back, right? And that's not even a collective. Um, uh, what you what works for one player is going to work for everybody, right? Right. right. So uh, kind of figuring that out across the spectrum of the, the group of players is right. definitely key. Um, and I found that you know sometimes less is more. <laughs> and uh, over my time as a coach, you know, I probably scale back on some of those things just because I see that actually taking some of that pressure off in terms of, you know, time commitment and load and Mm -hmm. those pieces, um, you know, sometimes you get more out of them than, in fact, we do that over the course of the season, right? Like we start Mm -hmm. to scale back on our length of practice and other things because your bodies are, the toll is taking it, you know, on your bodies and even just, you know, the workload raises as the semester goes on, obviously. So, um, then you need to be at your peak at the end, um, you know, especially if you're in the postseason, mm-hmm. and, and that's in November, right? And so yeah. that's that's the end of semester, yeah. and you know, and uh, so you get you get more out of the athletes. I found if you uh, you know, kind of manage manage all those pieces well. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we don't work hard, because we work <laughs> very very hard. But you have to manage um, the grind. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Right. Um, and we do that as you get older too, right? Right. <laughs> like, right. Kind of joke about it, you know, the uh, the, the old seniors, the old right? <laughs> right? Right now, yeah. mm-hmm. just you know, your body, your body breaks down or wears down, and mm-hmm. so you have to manage, you know, the impact of things. So, um, but uh, you know, in terms of of you know the relationship and mentoring, you know, one of the things I saw really quickly in Megan, and it's taken time for me to convince her of it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but is that um, she's she's just a tremendous leader, um, and um, and to recognize those leadership skills in herself, mm-hmm. um, because she's not the most obvious person mm-hmm. uh, within within yeah. your class, even mm-hmm. right. right. Um, but it's something that you know pretty early on. Uh, I recognize that Megan, that you were the the glue to that class, yeah. right? That you were the um, the one who you know didn't necessarily have the volume or kind of the emotional intensity mm-hmm. um, that you see some from your mm-hmm. teammates in that class, right. um, which obviously is really important and key, and uh, you know has its, its uh, very much value, you know, to to that. Um, but uh, the ability to kind of behind the scenes manage personalities mm-hmm. and manage conflict mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, you know, just, just to get people to be on the same page together um, and to recognize how important that is to you know, the group success. Mm-hmm. Like that's something, a trait that you've had that, that we recognized really early. Thank you. Um, and uh, there's points we've had to, again, kind of drag her into, <laughs> into that role and that responsibility. Yeah. Not that she wasn't willing, just that she wasn't confident in it. Right. 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 Um, and uh, it's been fun, definitely. It's one of the, the, I think, the highlights of, you know, our relationship and time together. Has definitely. Has to evolve that way. Um, and to take ownership over that mm-hmm. and to be excited 
about that, mm -hmm. right? Like I remember yeah. one of our first conversations about it and you were like, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll try, <laughs> you know? And then, but yeah. but also seeing like you were you were excited about that. I yeah. think that, yeah. that we were recognizing that in you because um, again, it wasn't uh, as easily identifiable as, as, you know, some of the other the right. other people in your class, right, right are within the team. Um, so, uh, but you've, you've definitely taken that responsibility on and you've, um, you know, grown in that role the mm -hmm. last, you know, the last year or two um, and embrace that responsibility, yeah. right? Um, and it's been to our benefit for sure. Um, and that's all, you know, it's more off the field mm -hmm. stuff totally. even, which, totally. you know, as you just spent time outlining is, is one of the keys to our success. We spend a lot of time and the, the stuff that happens outside of, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the lines of the soccer field. Um, and, uh, you know, but on the, the soccer field, um, you know, that's an er another area that, that you've grown. I'd actually like to hear from you, like how you have, how you would describe your soccer career, um, on the playing field Yeah, and, yeah. you know, kind of your, your role in that space. Yeah. Also, I'd love to talk about, from my point of view, mm -hmm. the off the soccer field part too, yeah. after, but, um, on the soccer field, it's always been confidence. Confidence on and off the soccer field has always been my weakness, I would say. Um, so coming in freshman year, I was playing, I've always been a holding center mid, so defensive center mid, which is kind of the player who builds out from the back, so connects the center mids and the, and the back four. Um, but coming in as a freshman, I was playing more attacking mid because we had a very solid holding mid. Mm. And Katie Tao. Yeah, who was my <laughs> inspiration. Yeah. But um, so it was definitely a different position. Um, needed to be creative, but also with no confidence in that position, it's hard to make things happen because the attacking center mid makes an impact in the final third of the field. And so going into sophomore year, I was def definitely taking on a larger role because we lost like a big class of like seven seniors yeah. all of whom were like starting on the field mm -hmm. making a tremendous impact on the team mm -hmm. um and that year I was oh I got injured during preseason yeah. I like pulled my <clears throat> hamstring I think maybe two days in and so then I was just super discouraged mm -hmm. but actually I remember having a conversation with coach when I came back from my injury <clears throat> and but with the coaches and they were like we're going to try to start you at holding center mid. And we had a great transfer player who was one of my close friends who had came and was in that position. And I was like, wait, what are about like, that part? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? But they like moved the lineup and then tried me at holding center mid. And that first game I was so nervous, but I concentrated on not losing the ball. <laughs> and ever since then, my confidence has just grown. It definitely game by game. It hasn't been like an immediate thing. Even that year, my confidence was not fully developed um, on the field. It took definitely junior year to really get it developed. And even senior year, I'm still develop every year. It's definitely game by game. Yeah, and experience. It, <laughs> there's no way to, there's no other way to gain confidence. Right. right exactly. Than, than just experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And knowing that other people have trust in you, I think is mm -hmm. major. Yeah. And that's yeah. definitely given me a lot of confidence. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting when you were replaying that story I'd forgotten about. It, your reference uh, was to Sarah Jones, mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. just graduated last year. She was an academic All-American, yeah. <laughs> player of the year. Um, she also was, uh, I'm not going to get the name right, but basically the valedictorian. That's right. College, that's right. right. So that's right. brilliant mind, a soccer player. Right. Um, she had transferred here, and yes, mm -hmm. she was a holding center mid. Mm -hmm. um, and we just saw the opportunity to 
bump her to center back because mm-hmm. we needed to stabilize that position on the field. Right. And we were um, confident in doing that, being a value add by then getting Megan into the position where we had, you know, seen you play as mm-hmm. a prospect. And, um, but yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't remember that part that yeah. involved moving SJ you yeah. know, to, to that spot. Um, yeah. And you know, it's similar, it's a similar thing, right. Is, is Megan's role on the field is actually very similar to the role off the field is, right. you know, she's the, yeah. she's the glue mm-hmm. of the team because if her, um, if she's playing that position well, um, other people are allowed to shine. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm yeah. not a flashy player. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't need you to be. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's, it's, it just fits the, our system and if mm-hmm. it's, um, if our system and our play is good, you know, it's, it's, you know, um, very much an unsung, you know, hero in, in that respect. And if there's no um, blue. Yeah, exactly. You know, we use the term anchor, um, is, you know, anchors a defense, you know, again, allows our we have some very dynamic attacking defenders, yes. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. And they can go forward because they know Megan's going to be there to cover, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the person who, you know, starts the attack and, and really, um, you know, connects the lines and, and those type of things. So just a really smart tactical <laughs> um, player on the field that allows everything to work, right? So, yeah. um, but uh, definitely is, is something, um, and I'll agree that your junior year is where things really um, clicked in terms of your potential yes. and, and yeah. figuring figuring it all out because on top of all that, then that's where you started to increase your technical ability yes. to hit a wider mm-hmm. range of passes mm-hmm. and to add, you know, not just be the anchor on defense, but to be able to, you know, really pull the strings, mm-hmm. you know, with the, um, building the attack and, um, and then, uh, you know, starting to increase your, your voice and right. confidence yeah. in the field mm-hmm. you know, all of those things. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, you're, and I find this too, even as a coach, like you, you play and I coach within my personality, right. And your personality is, you know, again, a little bit more behind the scenes, but right. very, very impactful. Um, and that's, you know, both on and off the field. Yeah. yeah. And it's really cool. Cause coach Scalin has helped me recognize that. So coming in to college on my club team and everything, I was also the captain, but I was only the captain because I was the glue and people did, my coaches did call me that as yeah. well, actually, which is really funny. Yeah. But um, off the field, like there are definitely many clicks on my soccer team. And I was the one person who was friendly with everyone, me and my best friend. And so that's why we were the captains. But it's just interesting because I never thought that that would carry over to college because mm. coming into college, I was super quiet. Um, made friends with the other quiet freshmen on the team <laughs> and we're still best friends to this day. Yeah. <laughs> but um and I remember we came in and did something called DISC profiling, which is a leadership personality behavioral test. And so DISC stands for, you can be in four groups, but the groups overlap and you can flex into the other groups. But D is for dominant, I is for influencer, S is for steady, and then C is for conscientious. So the dominant group is like the alpha leaders, the mm-hmm. ones with the loud voices, like the typical leaders that you would think of. And what I always used to think a leader would be. Also, that goes along with influencers, the people who are really good at being persuasive and great communicators across the board. And then you have conscientious, which you also want to strive to be very intellectual, um, detail-oriented, very analytical, problem-solver. And then they're steady. And when I came in, I was an S, and mm-hmm. I was had I was like well, these other groups seem so great, but what does steady mean? (laughs) (laughs) I'm studious. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Especially, but 
So some words that went along with it were like consistent and grounded. And that's great, but I had no idea. Like the other groups just seemed to be exciting. Yeah, where do I fit? Exactly. Yeah. Nowhere near as exciting as the other groups. But And then the stereotypes that went along with being in the S group were that you're more quiet and more passive. And as I've grown, I've learned that that is not what that group is. And actually, it's funny, the last weekend we just did the disc profiling again with this C athletic leadership group that I'm in through Pomona Pitzer Athletics. Mm -hmm. And I finally got to talk like and be proud of what an S is. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah. S, S is for superwoman. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> They're definitely more relationship-based and more intimate and really understand people. And that's how like I don't lead with my loud voice and I don't I give people space to talk and I don't talk immediately. I talk when I think that there's something important to say and when there's something to stand up for. And I lead by example. I lead with my work rate and the respect I give others. And so that I think is what an S is. And it was great last weekend being able to talk to a bunch of people from other sports who are also in the S group and us realize, not realizing, cause now I've realized it. I've realized it for like a year, like a year or two now, but being able to talk with others and there were some freshmen in that group too. Mm -hmm. And so that bringing it back full circle was very awesome. Yeah. yeah. Ayana would be very proud. But yeah, Ayana she, Tweedy yeah. ran our leadership runs our leadership group, the Seed Program, and mm -hmm. she's the one who ran that workshop. And you just you just you know whirled that right out your uh, your terms and yep. explained that really yep. well. Explained that really well. Um, you know the other piece of that is you know as Megan said she was an S, but um, our team at that time in particular mm -hmm. was just like dominated by eyes, yes. which is like the really yes. extroverted, loud, fun personalities. Like, in fact, the person, um, we had somebody, a facilitator who was doing these um, with us, and he he told me on the side, I think I conveyed it to the team, but mm -hmm. he's like, I've never seen a team with that many eyes. <laughs> a lot of eyes. Good luck, coach. <laughs> Good luck getting a word in, right? Um, but that gives some context, too, to why probably as a freshman, it was extra hard for you right, to not right. be that type of personality, right? right? And it's actually not even personality. The, the idea behind it is it's really behaviors, right? Mm -hmm. It's um, how are your behaviors being uh, conveyed and um, acted out um, mm -hmm. in the team setting. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really, really interesting um, application of, of disc profiling onto athletic um, uh, relationships in athletic uh, sports teams. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, to do that as freshmen and then to have it within like the athletic program as a senior is pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned that there was a teammate at the table with you that was an S. Yes. So, yes. so let's talk about that because that's pretty that's pretty neat. Um, and uh, so we this leadership program you have three or four representatives per team. Mm -hmm. um, we started this last year, and um, you know we looked at it. And we took uh, people who were interested. You know, had a, had a group of people, um, and we just kind of looked at it and 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 chose people. I wanted to have a people over a range of the class years. I didn't mm -hmm. want them to all be, you know, one year and then graduate and leave or, you know, just want to kind of spread it out. Mm -hmm. um, and in some cases, you know, I went with, again, less obvious choices. Mm -hmm. um, that was with purpose, you know, mm -hmm. to, to really give them an avenue them. to, yeah, to challenge themselves mm -hmm. and to, you know, recognize that they had that, uh, you know, that, that in them to, um, to help themselves and help mm -hmm. the team, you know, um, in that way. So I um, asked Megan to, to be in that. Um, and then, you know, we, one of the players who was our representative graduated 
Um, so Perry Cuppins graduated um, this past uh, past spring, and so we had a, a spot left, you know, for this year. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd asked Megan um, and Isabel James and Chloe. Um, um, were, uh, the other representatives who were returning and, mm-hmm. you know, just asked them to think about, you know, take a look at the freshmen for a week or two and you'll see, see who you think might be a good person to, to bring in, you know, mm-hmm. and, and fill, mm-hmm. fill that open spot. Um, and then once you take it from there, who you, who, who you thought would be a good person? Thinking back, no, my choice is very biased, but yeah. I didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So... There's definitely some first years that stand out as like the natural leaders, just knowing what they've done in high school and mm-hmm. how they act right now. Very extroverted, very fun, um, really great leaders, great communicators already, already coming mm-hmm. in with such great confidence and not in, er- in an arrogant way at all, mm-hmm. just in a very self-confident, proud way. Um, and I've always admired that. The other two captains on our team are exactly like that. And so they're natural leaders. And leadership training would be very beneficial to them, but also I think it'd be more beneficial to someone who maybe doesn't realize it yet. And so I recognize that in one of our freshmen, um, her name's Taylor, and she's very quiet, very quiet, but also like you can tell she is very self-confident and she said it, but still very quiet. And I guess now I definitely see her in me mm-hmm. and amazing <laughs> player, just amazing player, very technical. Um, but coming off the bench, that that's hard. Like, especially when you've, I'm sure she's been starting and leading her team for years now. Um, and so I guess I saw herself a little bit in me and the experiences I've gone through. And I told coach that I think that she has a lot of potential and I'm sure coach definitely sees it as well. Yeah. And a lot of my teammates see it as well. And we've talked about it. Yeah. And so that's why we wanted to choose Taylor. Yeah. And it's funny because Taylor was in the S group yeah. with me now right that I'm realizing team. it. But, yeah. um, Taylor didn't say much during this past workshop, but neither would I have. And so, I, yeah. yeah. So I'm excited definitely to see where she goes. Yeah. Can I'm you interested to same position as me as well. That's true. Yeah. 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 We're using her outside back, but she yeah. she's somebody future thinking as you graduate. You know, right. Well, maybe filling that role. Yeah. yeah. So we introduced the two of you as mentor and mentee, but you're also a mentor, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I so, guess so. Yeah. <laughs> talk to us about that. Are you conscious of that now? Now I am. Now I am. And definitely coming end of junior year season, I've definitely been more conscious of it and the new role that I've had to take on. I mean, when coach asked me to be captain, I was surprised because there's definitely there's five people in my class and there are two natural leaders. Um, everyone looks up to them. Um, the other two are very fun, very social, like really add to that aspect. Um, and then I'm kind of just in the middle. I don't really fit into either of those groups and they're also best friends, like on the sides (laughs) of the two of them are best friends and the other two are best friends. And so I was really surprised when coach asked me, especially because I don't think we've really had three senior captains. It's been a while. Yeah, 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 since since I've been here. Um, But I started realizing that it it did make sense. Like, I am someone who actually has reach to people on the team that the others don't. Mm -hmm. And I, people talk to me when they, like, I'm definitely the most approachable, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. He's a safe person to to go to. The most neutral. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, How do you choose a captain, Jen? How do you, I mean, what goes into that? Uh, it's a little different every year because every group is different, mm-hmm. not just the class of, you know, typically your your captains are going to come from your senior class, although I have had juniors who are captains before. Um, 
So every class is different, and then every team is different. So um, even the time you've been here, we've we've done it differently probably every year, right? Um, including a year where we didn't, you know, traditionally we were, we would name captains um, kind of as the uh, uh, semester ends or the um, uh, fall semester ends. So we've had our season, and now we're shifting into the off season, and then you know start to think about the upcoming year. Um, so kind of in that winter time is when we would normally um, name captains. That's kind of a traditional cycle you know, mm-hmm. for us. Um, and then, but there was a year where, uh, I'm trying to think, I guess it was after your freshman year. Mm-hmm. Right. So we had, so Megan's freshman year, uh, is the most, um, successful. Tell us about that season. Season oh, yes. in the history yes. of the, the program. Right. So, um, we went undefeated in conference and, uh, we got upset in the conference tournament, but we had such a great season that we got an at-large bid to the NCAA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we, just kept winning. It was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. We won um, our first two games, and at now, home. yeah, at home mm-hmm. is the first time we'd hosted NCAA nice. um, playoffs here. Um, and they sent us to Wisconsin, right? <laughs> Wisconsin and Oshkosh, I think. Um, it was a uh, 16 degree wind chill. Um, literally, you know, some snow flurries to the game. Yeah, right. Yep. Like I remember, we had a player I've from got Hawaii. I've chills right now just listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a player from Hawaii who had never seen snow in her life. Right. So no, it's playing. Um, this is snow. Alyssa Kim who's like in the middle of the game, like running by the side, like, "Coach, it's snowing. <laughs> go, go get the ball. <laughs> like, the game's going on. Um, Focus. Yeah. I, I mean, it was cold. We had it to borrow the swim teams. <laughs> swim teams park. Oh, you know, those big, huge parkas yeah. that they wear. Um, and uh, we won. You know, nobody expected anything out of us. Right. Um, you know, to win here, you know, you're playing in your comfort zone. And it was, it was literally 80 degrees the weekend before oh my when we played this <laughs> game. <laughs> right? um, and we, oh, the two God. teams we beat were from the West Coast. And, you know, the the, um, the West the West Coast teams don't get a lot of respect on the national level. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, they shipped us out there and you know, nothing was expected out of it. And we were playing – Wisconsin Oshkosh, which was a top 10 team, um, and uh, no, you know, definitely were, were the underdogs in that setting. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, on top of that, right, the weather <laughs> and the massive temperature drop, and mm-hmm. um, and, and certainly uh, no one would have predicted that we would have won that game three to nothing, right? right? So mm-hmm. it was it was an amazing statement for mm-hmm. um, for our conference and for our team, mm-hmm. and, um, and, uh, and then the next day we had a Great game, but we lost some penalties to University of Chicago. Mm. Um, so we were – that's the Elite Eight. That's the furthest that mm-hmm. um, a Skyhawk team has ever made it, you yes. know, um, and, and then so they playoffs. So that's Megan's freshman year. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> um, and as she mentioned, we had a uh, um, really strong senior class that year. Uh, seven players, you know, all really key players on and off the field. Super uh, inclusive. Super inclusive. They set an amazing standard for bringing mm-hmm. young players in, which to this day is the, um, you know, the the strength of our team and, mm-hmm. and that group's legacy. I right. think um, uh, most important legacy. And um, and uh, it was just a massive shift, though. We're losing this this presence, mm-hmm. you know, the team, and kind mm-hmm. of been built up around them for for three or four years, yeah. and it was, it was a pretty big void, you right? Know, mm-hmm. When they when they left, so mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't um, name captains right away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, but we did get you know that group set, and um, you know uh, just really talked about how we how we uh, can replace you know the the. Uh, on the field, off the field, you know, from that group. Mm-hmm. And that was a tough transition year. You know, it was definitely was a tough transition year, a lot of learning um, in terms of, uh, you know, how you can get the group dynamics to be right 
to be, um, you know, a strength to help, you know, the team be successful. Um, so we learned a lot and we had a good year on paper, but I think, you know, in, you know, kind of in terms of experience, we yeah. probably, um, you know, underachieved a little bit, right. but also, um, I think, you know, reset a lot of core values yes. within the yes. team, learned a lot from that. Mm -hmm. yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, uh, was led into a year where we just had, um, a lot of, you know, kind of chemistry things to be figuring out. Mm -hmm. So that's why that's the year we didn't name captains until we waited until the start of this would have been 2018 18. season, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We didn't name the captains until preseason. Mm -hmm. So that's, I guess, the original question, you right. know, how do you name captains? Well, it's different every year. Yeah. That just, it just wasn't right yet. We didn't know kind of how the group was going to gel. We right. had, you know, continual kind of uh, players transitioning out. Mm -hmm. We had 10 freshmen coming in, mm -hmm. right? And just the, the feel mm -hmm. to the team was going to be so different. We didn't feel like we could name captains without knowing what the vibe of the group it's was going to be like, like mm -hmm. and who could really be successful in that role. What is the responsibility of the captains? Um, there's many, and I think each captain takes on a different role within mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So we talk about something <clears throat> called the leadership spectrum, and so that definitely plays here. So captains definitely are the bridge between the coaches and the team. So like basic logistics, um, practice logistics, equipment logistics, all of that. That's not the fun stuff. Though. That's not, yeah, not <laughs> the fun stuff. <laughs> but then the most important part is making sure, I think for me, is that everyone on the team, regardless of what year, is somehow included in the conversation, off the field, on the field, and make sure that everyone understands their role and is proud of their role and is really invested in their role. And it's the captain's job to make sure that everyone feels included in that. Mm -hmm. And I think that each person has a different reach. Each person has different people that they're close to that, that like where there where's mutual respect. And I think it's important between the three captains or two captains to make sure that everyone on the team is covered Yeah, in that regard, making, checking in and making <laughs> sure that every player is mentally doing well mm -hmm. like off the field mm -hmm. i think definitely I, I would like to focus more on the off the field roles because mm -hmm. i think that's super important and that definitely transitions <laughs> to on the field i mean mm -hmm. my relationships with people off the field affect how i feel about them on the field like it's and how do you do that how do you go about that um there's definitely a switch where i can go into soccer mode and non-soccer mode mm -hmm. but I think it's hard to completely separate the two yeah. all the time especially mm -hmm. when you're very close with these people and so it's important that everyone does feel included and everyone feels welcomed um and that's that's why this year the bench <clears throat> has been the most high energy it's ever been all four years and I think it's because everyone is really buying into their role on the team and when I come off the field and I'm on that bench, I need to be just as high energy as they were for me. And I think that we have this understanding of how each of us contribute to the team in equally important ways. Everyone's role is equally important, regardless of on the field. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like to focus on off the field is because we are all equals no matter what happens. Yeah. yeah. We've, the phrase we're using this year is let's win the bench. You mm -hmm. know, like every game we mm -hmm. want to win the bench too, mm -hmm. right? And that that's something that everybody mm -hmm. contributes to regardless mm -hmm. if, you know, the coach comes and taps your shoulder and puts you on the field, mm -hmm. right? Like you have an opportunity to contribute by winning the bench and, right. and your, your role in that space. Right. Um, I've scaled back the, uh, I guess not the importance of captains, but mm -hmm. like the – 
glorification of captains, yes, <laughs> I guess, yes. right? I've scaled mm-hmm. that back, right. especially the last couple of years. And and that was with real purpose um, in seeing that we had, you know, a lot more people who could contribute given the space to contribute, you know, so that we started talking about leadership spectrum. Um, and that's, you know, both uh, in terms of people seeing that there's a lot of different ways to be a mm-hmm. leader and, and, and uh, um, you know, to find your strengths within that spectrum. But if we can cover that leadership leadership spectrum with, you know, the people in the team, if we're kind of hitting all those chords, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. then that's going to make us the strongest possible mm-hmm, team, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it kind of comes back to some of that disc stuff. I think that's where I started thinking about it more. Um, is you know maybe we had a ton of eyes and they're covering all that part of the leadership spectrum, mm-hmm. but if we don't have these <laughs> things covered, yeah. And if it's you know fewer people, you got to really emphasize to them how important that range of the spectrum is, right, and and right. get those. Um, you know, uh, skills and, and talents, you know, to, uh, to rise to the surface more. Mm -hmm. Um, and so with that, you know, we've really, again, kind of scaled back, you know, not what it means to be a captain because it's a big deal. And Mm -hmm. I understand that and I value, you know, the people in those roles for sure. Um, but you know, we could have two or three great captains and if nobody else is leading, we're in trouble. Right. Right. You could be great captains, but that's not going to be enough with a squad of 25 some players. Right. So, um, and and I think with that too, it's it's got people to be, uh, you know, not necessarily more committed, but more invested mm-hmm. in um, again that responsibility to contribute to those ways. Um, and it also fits into something we talk about, um, which is you know the ultimate goal of uh, that I have for for my players and people in the program is that over that four year period that you're becoming. Uh, the best player, mm-hmm. you know, the best student, the best person, the best leader that you can be. Mm-hmm. And that's a four-year growth process that, and a journey that we're in together. Um, and, you know, it's not all about where you come in or where you end. It's that it's that whole road. Um, and if you can buy in, if we're giving you the, the resources and the space to buy into those pieces of it, like mm-hmm. that's all part of your growth and your experience that, you know, regardless, again, if you're a star player that's on the field for 90 minutes in a game, um, you know, if that's not you, that that's okay mm-hmm. because there's still valuable contributions and for you to add to the team, but also valuable things for you to be learning and experiencing and enjoying and benefiting from, right. you know, within, um, you know, being, being, being part of the group. So right. that's all really for me to help assist with the fact that we have so much talent mm-hmm. <laughs> on this team now. Um, you know, you had mentioned, you know, like with Taylor, it's the same with everybody. Everybody comes here is, is, you know, comes from the place where they're, you know, one of the best players in their team and they're right. one of the keys are always out there there. Um, and they come here and it's, tough to, you know, kind of uh, break into that top group, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, this year being top to bottom, the most talented team we've ever had. Um, and uh, so if you can get people to understand that it's not all about the 11 that are on the field mm-hmm. <laughs> at game time, mm-hmm. right, um, that uh, they're obviously going to have a better experience. Right. They're going to be more positive. They're going to, you know, stay, keep the dynamic and chemistry, um, where you want it to be. So we've had to really get them to see it's not all about the plane. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it's about the rest of it too. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it interests me that, you know, what you're doing is sort of balancing two very different things. Um, you're taking care of a lot of individuals and mm-hmm. helping them grow and, and, and progress, but you're also trying to mold them together yeah. into a team. Mm-hmm. And how do you balance the, 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 all the, sort of contradictions yeah. in that. <laughs> what do you think Megan how do we balance oh, that <laughs> I think I think sometimes it, 
happens naturally based on the people that you have and sometimes it doesn't mm -hmm. and I think we've experienced both yeah it doesn't always work yeah. yeah and you just try to mitigate the issues as much as possible mm -hmm. but I think my freshman year we were very lucky and I think this year we were also very yeah. lucky <clears throat> and so I, I, yeah I don't know that's a really hard question yeah um, I mean I, I try to balance it by by talking about it you know mm -hmm. um and making people aware of it because it's not just it's a true. coach's responsibility right. right so um it's it's it we can't uh it's impossible for us to make everybody happy unless they do some things to make themselves happy mm -hmm. <laughs> and the mm -hmm. team works on it together right right and so you know one of the things we talk about is if, if your measurement of success in this program is whether or not you're on the field on game day for a long period of time. If that's how you're measuring your success, you're missing the point and you're setting your coaches up to fail because, you know, only 11 of you can be out there at once, right? <clears throat> right? So mm -hmm. there's no way coaches are going to be meeting that expectation of every one of you. It's mathematically impossible, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So let's find other ways to measure success, yeah, right? Yeah. And so we talk about that and yeah. it's their choice to buy in or not, right? right. That's really where, again, it's, it's, it's responsibility. It doesn't work for everybody, mm -hmm. right? And, um, you know, but the people who get it and who um, want to be a part of that mm -hmm. and all the things that come with it, you know, um, and being part of that family, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, I hope, you know, a, an amazing experience for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have a story about one of my teammates who has been one of my close friends, grade below me. Her name's Kendall. Mm -hmm. And I remember last season, she was really struggling because, um, there are three amazing goalies on her team. Mm -hmm. They were, they're all incredible. <laughs> and I guess she was kind of falling into maybe that third string spot. And it was really difficult for her to come to terms with that. Mm -hmm. But then I went abroad and she, spring season, worked really hard and became really close with people that she wasn't close with before. And so then coming into this next season, we brought on a fourth goalie. And having four goalies <laughs> is crazy. <Yeah. laughs> um, but she... <laughs> like her attitude completely switched and mm. she has been so happy even though she I guess is kind of training the goalies yep. now just mm. taking on that role to, to help yeah. support with pride them. yep absolutely. Yeah. and off the field is such a great contributor as well yep. always telling me like always encouraging me always supporting me not just me others as well making jokes on the bench keeping mm -hmm. it lighthearted, like eating dinner with us like laughing last night she was like the topic of conversation at dinner because we found this old picture of her where she shaved her eyebrows but no. so that, it's just like i need to see that yeah yeah <laughs> being able to contribute in other ways is so important yeah she's found her space yes in this team and it's and been incredible to watch her yeah. development yeah because it's been it's been some rocky moments and kendall would tell you the same thing yeah. um we've had yeah. some real heart to hearts even as recently as three or four weeks ago right right and um you know and and it, came to a point where she had to make that final decision, right? This yeah. is how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. We think this has potential to still be positive experience for you, but you've got to, you've got to accept the role sure. that we're offering. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, she, she's been all in and yeah. it's been, it's been fun to see because she needs the team and the team needs her. And it just, you know, she had to find that space um, yeah. for, for her to find her, her role. She's um, definitely an inspiration <clears throat> to me. Yeah. Like being able to find that role and be so, yeah, it. and that's one of the yeah. keys right there, hearing Megan say that, because um, I'm not trying to minimize my impact at all. <laughs> um, but I also recognize that so much of, of the impact of people's positive experience is 
is each other, right? Mm-hmm. Is is the team, is the yeah. group, and that dynamic. And mm-hmm. um, you know, again, the uh, the coaches are going to decide who's on the field. You know, uh, um, you know, during games and make those decisions. Mm-hmm. But for a teammate to come and tell you, hey, I heard you out there, and you know, I heard you from the bench. I heard what you said. That that inspired me. Like hearing that reinforcement from their teammates, like that's so much more impactful than yeah. a coach. Yeah. you know, saying it. It's also the other way, like the accountability mm-hmm. piece, right? Right. right? That's one of the things that ongoing still always room for improvement with that is, you know, you guys holding each other accountable for the things that aren't good enough. Right. Right. Like that's when you're going to reach our highest standard is when it's, you know, not a coach saying, Hey, that's not good enough. Or, mm-hmm. you know, this needs to be better. Um, you know, it's when you hear it from a teammate, Yes, that's where change mm-hmm. is more likely to come from. Right. 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 Um, so we're working on that. Right. Yeah, that's our part. <laughs> so yeah, it's only each other accountable. Yep. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the. We talked about the dynamics of of a big group and then making mm-hmm. the decisions on and and off the field. But let's talk about the structure of the team coming from two schools yeah. that, mm-hmm. that have some differences. For mm-hmm. both of us, whoever wants to start first, um, what are some of the challenges that come of having players from Pomona and Pitzer? And what are some of the advantages? Sure. Well, that's one of the things that you know early on and then has played out for sure is, is, you know, Megan's role of kind of connecting the schools. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody has a role in that obviously, but, you know, she's somebody who's managed kind of the placement, um, Mm -hmm. and, and bridged, you know, some of that within the class, I think, Mm -hmm. and within the, within the team for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, and we talk about it just in terms of, uh, you know, our success is going to come from everybody respecting, Everybody, you know, yeah. even when people come and visit as prospects, you know, we'll often have them uh, go and see a class. Maybe they come and they're interested in Pitzer and you're, you're going to spend time on Pomona's campus. You're interested in Pomona, you're going to spend time on Pitzer's campus. Hmm. Because when you get here, you're going to be teammates with those people, um, you know, from another college. And you need to know what their experience is like. You need to kind of have an understanding of that campus and that climate and that setting. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a better teammate if you know what both colleges are about and how they interact, you know, together. Right. Um, and then we just do we do little things that um, I think make a difference, right? The Pitzer students, they've got to come down to Pomona every day. That's the biggest challenge, though. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. You hear that from your teammates, right? Yeah, totally, totally. So we'll try to do Thursday Pitzer dinners. Yeah, that's not. I heard yeah. you guys talking about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But little things like that, having meetings in Pitzer's dining hall mm-hmm. instead of on Pomona's campus, like really benefits the Pitzer players. Honestly, I think like for me, I think. Just because I never think about the difference between the schools because mm-hmm. it's not a problem that I really recognize as much. I mean, if I guess if you really think about it, maybe it has a little dynamic play into it. But our personalities are just different across the board, I would say. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's by school or by school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just the geographic location of yeah. everything being on Pomona's campus. Mm-hmm. And every time the Pittsburgh players having to come down. Yeah, yeah I mean, during the... For us, it's the fall and then during season. I mean, mm-hmm. they basically spend their afternoons, you know, at Pomona, right? right. They come down, mm-hmm. the locker rooms are there, the training rooms there, the dinner facilities. Yeah, you just pretty much go and eat in Ferry mm-hmm. after every practice. It's the one that's open till eight o'clock. So that's where pretty much all the athletes, even CMS athletes, come and eat at Ferry because mm-hmm. it's the one that's open latest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the effort, um, the minimal effort it takes to go and on Thursday night, because we had done the practice a little earlier, you know, for the, the team to go and eat at McConnell instead of at Frary, mm-hmm. you know, is, I mean, it's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. The same, you know, we'll, like Megan said, we'll do um, meetings, we'll offer, you know, um, our individual meetings we do with players. Um, we'll do, we'll just go, the coaches will go and hole up, 
you know, at McConnell for four hours and just a player cycle through, right? Because then they don't have to make the effort to come down to Reigns for a 30-minute meeting and go back, you know, in the middle of classes. Um, so minimal effort it takes that is really impactful um, just in terms of showing that awareness and, right. and respect. In preseason, we'll do a Pitzer day, right? Like we had uh, a series of meetings at Pitzer that day mm-hmm. and, and had lunch, you know, as a group at McConnell and, you know, just kind of be thoughtful right. about it um, mm-hmm. instead of just the – the the ease of falling into you know we're just gonna right. do absolutely everything right you know at Pomona and at Reigns and another one is on a, <clears throat> away games especially night games mm. dropping the Pitzer players yeah. off at Pitzer instead of making them hike back <laughs> up from Reigns yeah yeah That's yeah the bus stops there and then comes down to Reigns mm-hmm. yeah let's go back to uh, mentorship for a minute um, as we've been talking uh, you know we've seen sort of the two sides of mentorship some uh, you know there's the support and the 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 encouragement but there's also some tough love involved in being a mentor right i can you both talk about that a little bit cuz sometimes you have to tell people things they don't want to hear and yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes you have to push i obviously you pushed Megan a bit to be more of a leader <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was not in her comfort zone but <laughs> right. it, but it became her comfort zone right yeah. so how does that work yeah, well, I mean, there's been a few minutes or a few moments of, uh, you know, you've had to compete throughout your years mm-hmm. for time on the field. Right. Yeah. Right. And definitely. it's been um, you've grown in that role every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, kind of this year came in as a returning, you know, two year starter pretty mm-hmm. much like by your sophomore year, mid year, mm-hmm. once you got healthy, you know, mm-hmm. kind of fitter in that. Um, most of last year, um, you know, we're, we're definitely in that uh, role and, um I think there's been moments, though, of having to get you to play with consistency and mm-hmm. to, to really reach that potential mm-hmm. um, and, you know, trying to uh, motivate you to do those things without scaring right. you in terms right. of, hey, Megan, there's somebody half a step behind you. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Um, and it's not just you. That's a, as a coach, that's, right. you know, kind of finding the right balance with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for you, just in terms of personality, it was not wording it that way. Was yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> right? even yeah. if you knew it, and if I knew it, right, right. that you right. know, she's gotta, she's gotta keep it going, yeah, right? Because yeah. um, you got you got some some really good options yeah. there too. Totally. Um, you can't always lay it out that way for you know somebody who might not respond positively. Mm-hmm. You know, to mm-hmm. that 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 might be something that you know ends up um, uh, bringing too many you know nerves of competition right. into it. Right. right. It's just been emphasizing you know that you you can do it and that we believe in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I'm not a coach too to you know you make one mistake you're going to be yanked off the field. Right. 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 So I wouldn't do that for anybody. Um, so you know just continuing to uh, show you your strengths mm-hmm. and you know show you kind of what else you're capable of or yeah. else we need from you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably been the strategy that I've yeah. that I've used with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's worked definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Megan, have you found yourself in that sort of on that side of the mentoring role sometimes, or do you th- feel that you're more on the supportive side of, of mentoring at this point? Typically on the supportive side, but um I've definitely had that's one thing that coaches also talk to me about is I need to it's hard for me to tell people like to do things <laughs> and it's hard for me to hold people accountable, <clears throat> but I've definitely, especially stepping into the captain role, like I have to take it on, like there's no choice. And so the nice thing is, is having two other captains to help me be able to do that mm-hmm. and not approaching someone necessarily one-on-one. So it feels like an attack, but maybe like collectively, um, 
maybe not collectively talking to someone, but collectively deciding what is the best decision of how to approach a specific situation and then delegating that to someone to figure out. Yeah. So yes, I have gotten to hold people more accountable and I've um, been more, I think even on the field, like I talk a lot more than I used to, like making sure that people are in position and the people behind me now have the voice to talk to me and then make sure that I'm in mm-hmm. position despite like our two center backs are sophomore and freshman. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So they, they have to be the loudest people on the field, also the goalkeeper, but yeah. and telling like me where to go. Cause that is very important. And they both do it very well. Yeah. yeah. It, it sounds like communication and dialogue is a big part of your success as as mentoring and and promoting leadership and developing leadership Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to shift to shape dialogue now Mm -hmm. Uh, can you tell us can you can you tell us why you recommended Megan for this role and then Megan can you tell us what the project is about the initiative is about on Pomona's campus yeah so um, the reason is pretty similar to what we've been talking about the Mm -hmm. opportunity was um, you know, President Starr was creating this uh, Shaping Dialogue initiative uh, task force um, last year. And I think it was pretty much this time last year, mm-hmm. had put out a call to the community just saying, you know, we're looking for some student representatives. Um, we'd like them to be, uh, this is a Pomona, you know, initiative, so it would need to be a Pomona athlete that I would know. Um, and uh, somebody who's um, uh, a junior, uh, I think this is sophomore, junior, because they knew it was going to carry on for mm-hmm. years. So they didn't want it to be, you know, a brand new student here, yeah. but they don't want to be a senior who's going to be gone before it really got right. rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just an open call, you know, for, for people. Um, and so I put, you know, Megan's name in there for the same reasons, you know, we've been talking about is just somebody I thought um, is just, uh, you know, very genuine, very thoughtful, um, you know, saw big picture, mm-hmm. but was able to also communicate well um, mm-hmm. and have good conversations on this mm-hmm. micro scale. Um, and so, you know, put put Megan's name in. At the time, I didn't know that I was going to be on the committee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gabby asked me, um, you know, a few weeks after I put that in. Um, and I think she was looking at it from, you know, a coach who um, is, you know, building team and building mm-hmm. dialogue across differences within a team mm-hmm. um, that she, it made sense for her in her mind to have, you know, somebody, um, uh, you know, from athletics um, in the, on the committee. And she knew the work we've been doing at the hive and just kind of the investment we'd made to mm-hmm. that kind of um, uh, team building. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on it. And then I found out later that Meg was on it. I was like, Oh, we've got some good soccer. Representation <laughs> here. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so that's how that, that's how that developed. And then mm-hmm. you can talk about what it's, what it's been like. So it's definitely evolved. Um, I mean, it started because there was a survey and it was shown that like, I think it was like 88% of people don't feel, I guess, necessarily safe talking on campus or engaging in conversation Mm -hmm. without, for example, offending people. So like Mm -hmm. the group was supposed to tackle um, problems of like linguistic discrimination and censorship. and, um, And so the group came together and had, how do you tackle an idea that's this ambiguous and this big and prevalent throughout campus? How do you get everyone on the same page? And that's still the question, um, but there have been meetings every month and each time we develop a new idea and it's built up to this um, idea where it's faculty, students, and, and professors. So first of all, being able to engage within a group, like, with the three levels and be comfortable in that space that took a few meetings um and then now we're getting 
training from the Sustained Dialogue Institute, which has been incredible. And the Sustained Dialogue Institute is now going to work with other groups on campus as well. And they are tackling how to facilitate dialogue and how to engage in dialogue across identity differences and how you can, it's very a very like broad topic, but it can be, we had just had a 16 hour workshop. It can definitely be <laughs> split into different topics that you can tackle individually to help you. Um, it's, it's, it's a very hard, it's a hard problem. I mean, how, yeah. how do you feel safe? Like, when do you feel safe? Mm -hmm. Um, being able to talk and voice what you actually think mm -hmm. and being part of this group was very important to me because I think there's always a little athletic bubble and a little like athletic ignorance that a lot of people in the athlete, even on a D3 campus, mm -hmm. like there are people who have no idea that other people feel this way. So being able to be a part of this and talk to my friends about how they're feeling and then being able to bring that into the sessions. I, I'm also a great listener like that is some, I like to listen in spaces and then share what I've learned. And so I've been able to share that with my friends outside of soccer as well. And a lot of them have played different roles throughout campus. Like one of them is a head amp mentor of the Asian American Mentorship Program. And um, being able to talk to her and see what she's observed and what I've observed and being able to come together and talk about it. Like I wish I could bring so many people into this group because there are so many different ideas. Um, but they're still developing it. I think we're probably gonna develop this group into bringing more students in and starting to learn how us as students, how we can facilitate dialogue. And when is the right time for dialogue versus discussion versus debate? Because there are different times for different things. And so just being able to share the knowledge throughout, not just the student body, but through the faculty and the professors as well. Um, Cause sometimes it feels like there are divides, but through this group, I've come to understand where like the faculty are coming from and they've come to understand where I'm coming from. And so I just wish everybody had this experience and I think that it will evolve into that, mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's Gabby's plan, right? Is it's, right. it's you're getting some key stakeholders um, to get the uh, training mm -hmm. and, and um, kind of the knowledge base of how to then be spreading it right. um, you know, amongst campus. So actually that group is coming this weekend to mm -hmm. work with the, the SEED um, leadership, oh. athletic leadership group that Megan mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, they're doing uh, training with the, the Sustained Dialogue Institute right. um, this weekend. And, and that was, again, kind of identified from the larger task force of, you know, we have a lot of athletes on this campus, obviously, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, and they um, exist in, you know, not just their athletic teams and world here, right? Obviously, yeah. they're, they're community members and they're students here. And yeah. so they, you know, they take up space in the dorms and in the dining hall and in the campus center. Mm -hmm. And um, so getting them to kind of uh, be able to... Um, uh, maybe take that skill set and also understand their role and responsibility, you know, as community members, um, you know, to, uh, to, to have that, uh, ability to communicate, you know, right. across all those differences. Um, so we're, we're lucky to, uh, be kind of allowed to have such yeah. a, a critical, um, uh, you know, role in, in opportunity within that, that initiative. We're excited about it. Right. And I know some other initiatives, I mean, the orientation adventure leaders also got yep. this training. Hmm. And then I know that the writing partners, yep. their story, they're getting training to become speaking partners as well, mm -hmm. which will also be very beneficial. Yes. Yeah once they have the training, then they can really share what they know as well to students who come into the writing or speaking center. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And the idea is, again, just kind of getting 
critical kind of uh, areas of the campus that right. then kind of have the reach, you know, across a, a, a large um, kind of swath of, right. of the, the students. And mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, it's, 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 a neat, it's a neat thing. It's evolved. It's it took a little while mm-hmm. to kind of figure out Definitely. what it was going to be. And, and, um, but kind of late spring is where um, that connection with the Sustainable Institute came in. And it was right. like, wow, this is, this is it. This is a way to the format to help us, right. you know, kind of synthesize Tackle all these this, things. Yeah. yeah. Megan, uh, you mentioned your mentor from ARC, the mm-hmm. uh, Asian American Resource Center. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Jan has been a really important mentor for you, but you've had other mentors mm-hmm. here at Pomona, too. Can you talk about that? Who are right. some of your other mentors? So my good friend who's – so my when I was in the Asian American Mentorship Program as a freshman, coming in, I did not know what mentorship programs were. Um, one of my head mentors, he was from Korea and he would text me all the time. And I was definitely busy and stressed with soccer and academics, but he'd always be like, Megan, come on, let's get a one-on-one meal so we can check in. And so I think maybe at least four times during that first semester, like I got to sit down with someone who shared an identity that I had that I never really acknowledged before because I grew up in a very white bread community. Um, and so being able to they be like, wow, this is an identity that I should be proud of and that mm-hmm. I should invest in was amazing. And he really helped me realize that. But also having a best friend growing up with me in that mentorship program, and now she's the head of the mentorship program is amazing. And I, I guess I would consider her a mentor in that aspect. She always brings to me what she's learned in her trainings and what she's teaching others. And she brings it to me and tells me all about it. Um, let's see some other mentors in my life. My sponsor. So I think... Pomona has a great sponsor program, sponsor group program. And one of my sponsors was one of my best friends, helped me out a lot. Actually is on campus right now. He's working in New York for PwC and he tried to surprise us and say that he's on campus, but I heard from other people and got mad at him that he didn't tell me. But, um, (laughs) But mentors like that, people who have experience that you don't have yet and can guide you through whatever you're doing. So freshman, we are, I think is a hard time for most people. And so having someone who's gone through it and is in my living space and I can go knock on his door whenever, like just to talk was very valuable. Yeah. How about in academics or research? Or- research, um, I definitely, so I'm a neuroscience major and I am doing an experimental thesis. So I have to be in the lab uh, 10 to 12 hours a week. And so I found this amazing mentor, Professor Johnson. I think, yeah, you know him. But um, he, he's also a faculty resident. Yeah, the two of us live on campus. Oh, yeah. The two yeah. faculty residents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has two daughters and a lovely wife. They're always in the dining halls um, eating as a family. But he's been a great mentor to me. Um, definitely helped me with, like, finding my place in neuroscience because um, I guess that wasn't my original intended major and I'm not exactly sure what I want to do with my neuroscience degree and having someone to talk to about that having someone guide me through my lab projects and my thesis I worked with him partly over the summer as well um has also been very valuable yeah and being able to have a um a connection like that with Mm -hmm. one of your professors I'm in his class right now I've been in his class before um only something that I think that like a school like Pomona College could give you yeah well even just that Carl and I know each other so well, you know, even prior to living on campus, mm-hmm. you know, um, like he, um, you know, we both do now, just the the way that the liberal arts environment is here and just, you know, our coaches being faculty and kind of existing in that, in that realm, you know, just, you know, allows 
us to have that kind of mutual respect and, um, you know, just crossover that mm -hmm. you wouldn't necessarily find at a lot mm -hmm. of places. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so I've known that, you know, Carl really respects Megan as a student for, for years now. In fact, the summer, he's like, oh, you know, Megan, she's really smart. I was like, well, I know they're all smart. Ones. Like, no, no, she's really smart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was wowed with the research and stuff that you were doing, you know, and that's probably something you wouldn't have known or believed in yourself yeah, either, right? Yeah, no, definitely not. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's in the fact that we can have those conversations, we see each other, you know, he knows that I'm invested in her as a student, I know that he's invested in you as an athlete, mm -hmm. right, and that that kind of mutual support system right. that we have here um, with a lot of the faculty just mm -hmm. really, um, you know, buying into you as, as a whole person and not just somebody who shows up in their classroom for 50 minutes a couple right. times a week, right? right? Like, he knows that you're a soccer player, and that's hugely important to you, right? Like, he mm -hmm. was so excited when... Um, you know, uh, two weeks ago, we, you know, came out with rankings and we're nationally ranked. And I saw him at some meeting. He's like, oh, you guys did so awesome. You beat Chicago. That's so good. <laughs> right. Actually, that's a good part of the story, too. Right. So mm -hmm. we mentioned oh, yeah. how Chicago, yeah. we lost to them mm -hmm. freshman year right. on penalty kicks. Right. We were um, even rough ahead of that. Like we were, rough we had game. a lead, like two minutes left type of thing. Uh -huh. You know, mm -hmm. we were two minutes away from the final four and, mm -hmm. and then lost in penalties. And, um, you know, um, so that, that's been in the back of our mind for a while. Right. We lost to them the season after that. They right. came out here to play. Mm -hmm. Um, we lost, uh, three, nothing. I think they beat up on us pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and then now, you know, even more tie-ins are pretty cool. We mm -hmm. have, um, the coach at Chicago, uh, her daughter plays on our team. All right, so oh, Shay Reifert is a freshman at Pitzer. Uh, she's the third Reifert to come through Pitzer, <laughs> and uh, you know two who've already graduated. Yeah, and um, both played on. in Yep, both played soccer, soccer and men's yeah. program, women's program. So we go so out there to play. Bragging rights in the family. Bragging that's... rights in the family for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can take it from there. What happened a couple weeks ago? <laughs> so we got the amazing opportunity to go to Chicago and play U Chicago on their home turf, which playing a very strong nationally ranked team in preseason is huge mm -hmm. for I mean the rest of our season like um definitely sets the tone um and going especially on their turf they played on this very thick grass different <laughs> environment I mean weather was great though can't complain yeah. about that <laughs> um but going out there and we beat them 1-0 and it was a close game, but also we confidently won as yeah. well. Just, yeah. 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 <laughs> just the, like, especially for the seniors, like what that moment meant right. and uh, yeah. for you guys and kind of the full circle. Right. Piece to it and kind of a monkey off our backs. And yeah. Um, yeah. it was a great, great game and, and <laughs> definitely a sweet, a sweet win. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and just like the on the field portion of it felt different. Like I remember when we lost them 3-0, we couldn't connect like three mm -hmm. passes mm -hmm. and coming here like the score was close 1-0 but also I was I felt confident the entire game that they weren't going to score on us yeah. or get they uh, maybe they got a few good looks on goal but yeah because Issa made some great saves right too. right yeah. as always yeah. Yeah. but it just the game felt completely different yeah which was yeah it's been the evolution of that your class, right? Just right. kind of a great freshman year, and then we mm -hmm. had to like reset, and we built up, and then mm -hmm. now it's your guys' chance to see what you can do as seniors. Right. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> to wrap up, mm -hmm. what have you learned from each other? Um, let's see. Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot about my identity, um, and I think my identity just keeps growing. I mean, <laughs> coaches also mentioned bringing, like the Asian American program and doing something, some kind of training with our team. Like we did allyship training one mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the Q. Yep. Um, 
stuff about my identity, little things like that, especially about my leadership style mm-hmm. and my confidence that has definitely evolved. And I think leadership is something that I never, <clears throat> le- being a leader is some, a word that I never would have used to describe myself. And now I can, and now I confidently can, and I have reasons to back it up. And um, I've stepped into positions that I never thought I would without your help. Honestly, you've opened the door to, I think, all of those positions. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, it's been, it's, you know, it's mutual. Like it's, it's every, uh, and I've coached for a long time, so I've got a lot of players, you know, yeah. um, yeah. and everyone, you know, um, even if they don't play all four years, you know, they, they make an impact on me as a mm-hmm. coach and a person, um, which is why the job is never, never dull and, um, you know, still inspiring to me, mm-hmm. um, the opportunity to just, you know, hopefully positively impact, you know, somebody's experience here um, as a student at Pomona College and, you know, um, Pitzer College and within the athletic, you know, um, physical education department that we have. Like, we just have a chance to really uh, hopefully inspire and positively, you know, impact people's lives. And mm-hmm. that's that's the goal. And so when you find something that really works well and it's mm-hmm. a success story, you know, that's why mm-hmm. the opportunity to, to do this and, you know, highlight, you know, I think a, a really mutually beneficial and respected, yes. um, respectful, uh, relationship, um, you know, is, is really good. So mm. it's certainly, you know, one of, one of my, um, I guess most successful you know, <laughs> uh, mentor mentoring relationships, <laughs> but, um, you know, would, would, uh, you know, the, the chance to do that again and again and again, like that's, mm-hmm. that's why, um, keeps you going, keeps me going for sure. Um, I, and I learned, you know, just as much from my players as, as hopefully they learn from, from me as, as a coach. Yes. So, So on that note, we're going to wrap this up. So our thanks to Megan Kuo, class of 2020, and Coach Jen Scanlon. Um, As we tape this, the women's soccer team is undefeated. (laughs) Uh, Record of 5-0-1, right? Correct, yep. Yep. Um, So best of luck in your next game. The rest of the season. Go say, Jen. Yep, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And to all who've stuck with us this far, thanks for listening to SageCast, the podcast of Pomona College. Until next time.